0: Well, our football coverage is uh, sponsored by the following uh, businesses that are helping us bring you all these fantastic football season we're about to bring you. So I want to start out with Kyoto Transmissions and Repair. They're a brand-new sponsor. Uh, Super happy to have them on board. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton Manufacturing. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa. Homeplate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brake Sports Cards, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, and if you want to uh, help sponsor one of the teams, give us a call. We'll put you right in there. Well, today's uh, episode is brought to you by Clint Cliffs Manufacturing, located in Burlington, Beautiful Islands. They're hiring for both first and second shift painters, machine operators, uh, anyway we've got coach crackle of the burlington greyhounds welcome to the program coach
1: well thanks for having me back uh i sure are looking forward to this podcast and anything uh, you want to do in the future and just talking football in general greyhound football it's all good so thanks a lot
0: well uh we're just going to kind of go through the uh um i know you got a lot of kids and and you you're just starting to put it all together, starting today, you got like three weeks and three days to get the, ready for the season. But uh, we're going to go position by position and just talk about, you know, what we've got. And we understand there's going to be some other players fighting for these positions. But uh, let's start out at the quarterback. Who do we got, A uh, uh, quarterback, uh, uh, maybe somebody returning from last year, maybe a backup that you might be looking at?
1: Yeah, uh, we have our quarterback returning. That's Gabe Robinson. Uh, so he'll be a two-year starter. It's his third year playing varsity football. He was a backup as a as a sophomore, but got a lot of playing time. Actually, uh, as a defensive back and a quarter and a quarterback when he was a young kid. So we're looking forward to having him, uh, you know, come back as our starting quarterback. He mm. does a great job.
0: Is there any anybody that you got in mind for backup? Is there somebody going to be trying to fight yeah. to get to be the we're backup actually- quarterback?
1: No, we actually we got two good kids that are two years behind him. They're sophomores that are going to back him up at quarterback. They are. They're both share our freshman spot. They're both great kids. Uh, Adrian Presall and John Phillips. They're they're going to be 10th graders, but they're going to see the field in a, in a wide variety of uh, positions. They're good athletes, smart kids, so they'll see some defense, special teams, uh, some offense, and some of our sets. And then uh, if we need them at quarterback, they're there and. Uh, so we're pretty happy to have those two kids. That'll well, be a, that'll be good for the future too. So,
0: all right, well, let's talk about uh, uh, your running backs, your fullbacks. Uh, you, you're really uh, a heavy run-oriented team. Uh, you're gonna. You, you lost. Uh, oh, what a guy called Suitcase Simpson from last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was an awful good one. He'd be hard to replace, but uh, uh, somebody's gonna get to rock a few times a game. So who, who's gonna? Who, who do we got in those positions?
1: Yeah. Well. Starting at fullback, uh, you know, we're going to go into camp with uh, looking at uh, several kids off the top of our heads, and, and like I said, somebody might emerge out of those three, but kind of coming back to us is uh, one of them, Senior Rafe, uh Butheris. Another one is a, uh, a junior, uh, Preston Thornton, and then a, another fullback that's joining us as a sophomore because he'll get some playing time as a linebacker, special teams as well, and other offensive sets. Uh, and that's uh air. So we've got three kids we're going to look at pretty strongly. And of course, anybody wants to get into that hopper that can raise our eyebrows. You know, we, we tell them that day one, uh, bring it and uh, everybody's going to get a chance to show what they can do. So we're pretty excited about those, those three kids at least leading the way into the competition.
0: Well, that, that's kind of uh, exciting. Well, uh, I know you don't throw the ball a lot, but I guess I would be remiss to ask you about tight ends and wide receivers. Do you have anybody well, like that?
1: We, we do. I, let me back up, uh, Dave. I did forget one other thing. That was just our fullback spot. Okay. So I guess we got to go to our tailback spot where that we're going to get some yards. And we do have a 1,000-yard rushing uh, uh, returner in Caden Shizzle.
0: So oh yeah. Yeah,
1: he's a good yeah. one. Yeah, he'll be back. He's a thousand yard rusher. And actually his his uh companion and his in his grade, Dimitri Donald, uh, does a great job running the ball. He's got quick feet. Uh missed, you know, probably half the season due to some injuries on and off, but he's gonna be a great guy to get on the field as well. And and then we also have uh a returning varsity letter letterwinner who's gonna be a, a sophomore actually was kind of in our state four by one one team uh, and that's Keyshawn Wilden so he'll be a sophomore but he's a fast kid and he's a smart kid and so you know those are three good guys there and that's just to start out I mean again there's other kids in the hopper uh, that when you put them out there and you never know some kids don't pan out some kids get injured you know just things happen and you never know what can happen? <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're always looking, you know, four or five kids deep uh, when you go in there just to see what happens. And it's a long season, as you know. But back to the tight end spot, probably our biggest uh, target there is going to be Solomon Cordero. So, Cordero is a senior, uh, and he's a returning uh, starting tight end on, on our team that, you know, ran the ball. We were second in the state in class. 4A, or 4A rushing, so uh, yeah, we do run the ball a lot, uh, and uh, he's a great blocker. He's uh, got some length, got some decent hands, and then we'll let some juniors kind of fight their way out in that other tight end spot between Micah Zog, uh, and then we have an, another senior uh, that, well, we're, we're looking at a couple other kids. Could be Cameron Reynolds. He's also a, a junior, and then Sorrell Garrett's a senior. Uh, Porter Humphreys a junior. We got a lot of names there, so we'll we'll, we'll take a look at them all and and see what shakes out.
0: All right. Well, do you have any whiteouts or?
1: No, we're at this point. No, we don't really have. Uh, we do have some sets where we can do some things, but and uh, you know sometimes you go to camp and and you start looking at things. You're thinking, you know, maybe we are better off on half the line of scrimmage running a split end, and you know it's not like we can't do that. It's been discussed. Actually, in the last three years, uh, we just have felt comfortable with the kids we have in a double tight offense. And doesn't mean we can't break the formation because we can. But uh, for the pretty much for the most part, no, we don't have per se a true split in that we're looking at uh, for that position.
0: Well, uh, let's talk about the offensive line. I mean, literally, if you can't open up holes and stuff, it doesn't matter who you got in the running back. You- you got to have somebody that can make some impact on the offensive line. You had a pretty good one last year, if I remember right. Uh, what do we got there on the offensive line?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. There were some; those were some great kids we had the last two years on that line, and a lot of them played last year again. And uh, but this year we have also uh, guys that played young with that line. So half our line is, is going to be seniors, and that you know starts with Xavier uh, Z- Baker. They'll be at uh, a tackle spot along with John Shulka and then um, Wyatt Messer. Those are all three seniors at the center garden tackle spot. And then uh, on the other side of the ball, the other side of that center, it's going to be kind of wide open to some young kids. And we got some good ones. We're going to take a hard look at like you know Caden Huff and uh, uh, Jamar Carl. Uh, Mason McAllister is another guy that saw some a little bit of varsity time. Uh, uh, doing some things for us. So we're excited about him. He's actually probably our, could very well be one of our fastest linemen that we have, and he'll play guard. He's kind of a thick kid, but he can he can move. He can get out and go. So if we need to pull trap or, or anything like that, uh, he'll, he'll be great for that. So uh, we don't have, at this point, a ton of depth. Uh, we're hoping some other kids that are joining us from maybe a year away from football will give us some depth there that we need. And then uh, but we're excited, uh, you know, every year, as you know, you're you just coach up kids and it doesn't matter, you know, what the record was last year. <laughs> we just don't coach. The only way we coach is we tell them we don't want to make a whole lot of predictions because at the end, when that last second goes off the clock of, of the last game of the season, I always tell them that's your legacy, whatever it was, it was. And you won't be defined until it's all over. So and I love that process. I love the process of just letting the season play out, let let a team uh, be known for what, what it is when it's all said and done and uh, not to, not to project too much. It doesn't mean we can't be excited about the season and, and look forward to it. But uh, as far as, you know, prediction, I'm, I'm not into a big prediction thing. I just know we got good kids. It's my fourth year at the helm here. I got great coaching staff and everybody's bought into kind of our, our culture that we have here. So that, that alone just makes it exciting. And that's, that's why we look forward to well, coaching. our. our let grand. me ask you a little bit
0: about the position of center. You know, I remember I uh-huh. was interviewing some kids uh, that played at Waco last year and they had a really good team. And uh, uh, many of them was telling me that their center, this uh, Hildebrand kid uh, was really where it all kind of started and, and that they all wanted him to get some credit. uh, uh and and what about that center? Is that the the quarterback of the offensive line, and, and is it a big part of the game? It's a huge part. So uh, we did lose Julian Perez Hall there. He was a two-time All. Well, he was good. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I went up and watched him play in the
1: Shrine Bowl game a week ago, and he uh, more than held his own. And actually, they snuck the ball in behind him for their first touchdown of the game for the South. Uh, he looked comfortable, even with a short shotgun snap. Not something we do at Burlington, but we have practiced it. Uh, and he practiced it during the summer to get ready for college football. And uh, he's such a good athlete, he just caught on super fast. So uh, they'll have to shore up his pass that blocking in college because we don't do a lot of that, but we're more play action uh, passing. But, yeah, so we lost him. That's, that's a tough one. But I'm telling you, Wyatt Messer, the senior we got, that's going to slide in there and, M- and Mason McAllister is kind of a dual headed lineman that was the young kid I talked about can also play center and guard for us so we're, we're pretty happy knowing that we got two really good uh, players there that'll get off the ball and come after you at the center position because it does it starts there with us getting the snap under center and and uh, doing what we got to do.
0: So. Well, let's talk a little bit about the tight ends and the fullback and how you get them involved in the blocking.
1: Yeah well they're they're basically when you get our off tackle power football game that that fullback kicking out tight end comboing down with our tackles and and coming off getting to the linebackers I mean those guys are going to be critical and 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 all the guys that we got that we've already mentioned at those positions just love contact they have the mentality that we want to have at this point uh, going into our fourth year and they just want they want to have contact they look forward to the contact they're going to, they're going to just block and block until, you know, the whistle has been basically been blown and, and the play's over. And that's all we can ask of those kids.
0: Well, I'm a, a United States army vet. And, uh, uh, I kind of like that trench warfare. I, I like that, uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh, front line stuff. So let's flip the ball over to the other side and let's talk about that defensive line and, uh, uh, how they power your, your defense and get things going.
1: Yeah. A lot, a lot of, uh, candidates there but it's, it's definitely going to start with our older kids uh we got uh you know basically Wyatt Messer and and you got John Shulka uh we got Mason McAllister our young kid who'll play some TN Kate and Huff and and some of these guys we've invited up we've also got uh you know other guys that along the way that are going to get a look like Amani Smiley He'll, he's a senior and and uh and Xavier Baker could be somebody who's a DN and a linebacker for us at times. He's kind of a hybrid athletic lineman that uh, are really good in his own right. So we're going to let the season, preseason, shake that out. But we're pretty happy with you know having you know three down linemen that we can control on. And not, if we need to put a fork down there, we will. Of course, we're always going to devise a scheme based on what the opponent's wanting to do on offense. But a lot of teams we see do run spread. And so we're comfortable with our three-man down screen uh, scheme. So, yeah, we're we're pretty happy with those kids there.
0: Well, uh, my my sports director is an absolute lover of linebackers. He he just goes nuts over the linebackers. And you have some talent, some talented ones last year. Uh, uh, yeah. What do we got at the linebacker position?
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's some kids that kept come back to us. Like, example, our two our, our two starting running backs. If you want to call them that? Caden Chisel, Dimitri Donler, both outside linebackers and do a great, great job in those roles. So, I mean, they're going to be instant starters on defense on the outside. And and then when you get to the inside, I mean, you're looking at a lot of other kids that that have come back. Just again, I I kind of mentioned, you know, the Wyatt Messer uh, of the world, the kids that have been around a couple of years that are are going to more than uh, be happy to pop in there, fullback, Ray Putharis. Uh, you know, we got, uh, you know, young kids, Porter Humphrey and Zarell Garrett. And uh, we got young kids like Micah Zog and Gavin Carlson and, and some other kids like that that we're looking for, Preston Thornton, Cole who we're inviting up as a sophomore because we think he can be a really good linebacker. So, you know, with five linebackers, you got to have some depth. you got to have some guys that can play either outside or inside. And you're still looking for that one guy that's good enough to play inside and out that you can kind of move around when you go to some deep uh, different secondary coverages, things like that. So we're pretty happy. We're, we feel like the strength of our team is probably our skill kids on both sides of the ball. But I say that in terms of mostly just depth. You know, we have some really good kids on the D-line, O-line, but our depth, I wouldn't say is, is, is as deep as it might've been a year or two ago. You know, we're, we're just missing that one or two extra players, but you know, that's the beauty of coaching early in the season. Maybe some young kids will develop, some new kids joining us back that used to play with us might surprise us and give us some depth there. So, you know, that's kind of where we stand with the linebackers.
0: Well, uh, let's talk about those defensive backs, the guys that get some turnovers and uh, uh last line of defense. What do you got for that?
1: Yeah, we got some, we got some good ones. I mean, you know, Gabe Robinson is a kid that, is our starting quarterback, and he can truthfully play a – he's such a good athlete to play corner or safety for us or enter onto the field and, and maybe, you know, certain passing situations or add another D-back, you know, back deep. I mean, we can put him in there. We're comfortable with him back there. But we got a lot of defensive backs, you know, kids coming back to us like, you know, Mason uh, Mason Boyer, Mason Boyer. And we got, uh, you know, the two young kids that we called up to join us, that's Perez Hall, Adrian. He's the younger brother of the All stater and and then we got John Phillips also in his grade, and we got kids like Buxton Carlson and Isaiah. Strow. Oh, Mari Wilden's back with us. Uh, you know, we just got a lot of a lot of good kids there that can do stuff. Keyshawn Wilden, who's coming into us as a, as a sophomore, is definitely going to be a big boost in there that can help us. So we're looking for that. So we got. Actually, we got some length with some of our secondary kids, corners and safeties. That's something we usually don't get often, but we got a lot of kids about, you know, six foot, five eleven type of kids that are that can run and can jump. Uh, so we're kind of happy about that. Uh, Coach Webb's our defense coordinator, Jordan Webb. So we've already talked about it. he's pretty happy with the plethora of guys. I mean. I, heck, as I look through my roster, David Robinson's another great tackler who's a linebacker. Sorry to go back to the linebackers, but I can't forget about him. He can be a menace out there in our younger levels. He was just all over the field, you know, putting his shoulders into people. So um, we're, we're, we're pretty excited. Derek Watson's another big senior defensive back. Can't forget to say something about him. Uh, he's a great kid. Again, got some speed, got some uh, jumping ability uh and a lot of experience so coach webbs uh he's going to be pretty deep back there with his secondary and i think linebackers you know keeping kids fresh if we need to you know put somebody out there and not necessarily take a drop off you know a huge drop off in talent by any means so yeah that's we're kind of looking forward to watching those guys see what they can do
0: well let's talk a little bit about your special teams you know i mean you and i are kind of older guys and uh uh i I know when i played football we didn't have anybody that could kick you know I mean, yeah. just, I mean, unless it was third down and thirty, we just went for it because we didn't have anybody <laughs> to punt or kick. But you got some skilled players. Once a while we get some foreign exchange students that could do it, but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. the the I Iowa farm
0: know. boys were not very good at it.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll have any foreign kids show up. I, that's something you never know until school starts. But uh, you know, all summer long when we had open workouts, you know, we had plenty of opportunities. For some kickers and punters and long snappers, short snappers, everybody kind of harness their skills. And we did lose two uh, kickers that were seniors last year. They kind of joint they kind of jointly shared that position, and they did a great job for us. And uh, but coming back this year, we actually have a junior when it comes to place kicking, and a sophomore, you know, that are both kind of uh, do a I think give us some good options there. At least Porter Humphreys, one that's worked quite a bit with his kicking. Uh, he's the junior. And Tyler Winke is, uh he is a sophomore that is just joining us for the first time in football. He's been a soccer player. His older brother kicked for us, and I think that kind of grew on him watching older brother's success. And um, he has worked really hard this summer as well, uh, making a lot of sessions, getting a lot of reps. So we're pretty happy with being able to line up and kick some field goals, uh, extra points as needed. Um, and then of course when it comes to kicking off we just always base base our coverages based on the leg of that kicker so we're comfortable if we got a loft kick it to the 10 or 15 or 20 or whether we have the ability to put it in the end zone all that's going to be re- remain to be seen uh, some punting I mean Caden Chisel has worked on that uh, quite a bit uh, over the summer uh, we might have some other kids surface and That'll be a focus of this first week in camp is just letting some kids again show us that we didn't see them a lot this summer, what they can do, kicking, punting, snapping, you know, catching the ball off kickoffs, catching punts, things like that. So uh, that's that'll be a big week for us. We spend quite a bit on our special teams the first week.
0: Well, uh, like I say, I'm kind of a child of the 1970s, and uh, – uh, we would have these August two a days, you know, two, two three hour uh, a time practice. Uh, they seem to discourage us from drinking water They give us salt pills uh, yeah. and stuff uh, yeah, to take. <laughs> you might remember some of that yourself. Uh, I do. But uh, uh, what do you, you know, how, how do you approach this to, uh, uh, you know, deal with the heat? And then, you yeah, know, wow. later on, football is the only sport that starts out over 100 and ends up below zero. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's exactly right. I, I'm right along with you. I grew up with the salt pills and, you know, nobody, nobody gets a drink till you make it back into the school. Uh, all that <laughs> how I was, how I was raised, you know, I remember all those days, but we're a long way from that. Uh, we got, we got a great, uh, trainer Kyle Peterson that helps monitor all, all of our health situations at practice and in the games. He does a great job and we have an open water policy day. We, we tell kids, bring, uh, you know, empty out those milk jugs, clean them up good, bring a big jug of water, and, and we let actually let our kids travel around with those jugs, you know, whatever station, they just kind of drop them behind them, and they get a break, they don't have to ask us, as long as they're paying attention, they can be dousing their head, cooling off, or getting a drink, uh, so we, we hydrate quite uh, regularly throughout a practice. We don't, we have, we do have sometimes when it gets really, really hot, we'll mandate them at a certain you know times of the practice to take some water breaks but basically they the water breaks are <laughs> unlike when you and i play they're, they're readily available and we have managers that'll come around with water bottles and scorching kids down and i do the same thing myself sometimes i have a water bottle and kid looks hot i'm i'm shooting water i'm down his back or or down his chest through his shoulder pads just trying to get some coolness on their body and uh, we have ice baths if anybody might need that. Wow. For for yeah, for emergencies or, or let alone after practice if somebody really needs it. And Kyle Peterson, again, our trainer's in charge of, you know, that who needs to go in there. So we got a lot of good safety precautions and we're we're pretty it gets pretty hot. We're on the turf. So we're practicing on some pretty hot turf and we're down at a bowl, you know, brace stadium a bowl. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a beautiful place if you've never seen you should take a trip just to drive by and take five minutes to look through the gate because you'll be amazed. It's, it's uh, one of the best venues I've ever seen in, in the Midwest, let alone state of Iowa. It's, it's a gorgeous place down there. But uh, just to go that turf and the bullet, hot. I mean, you can be down there. It probably feels like 105, 95 most days we're down there if the sun's out. But our kids are used to that. Uh, usually when those first games come around, we're conditioned to that and and like I said, we're always hydrating, so we we kind of adapt to it.
0: Well, uh, I have seen uh, Scott Mason and, and Coach Clarity there do a great job on the YouTube, and I I always watch the game. That does look like a pretty awesome place to play, and you you seem to really draw well. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Se- seems like uh, uh, Burlington's a pretty hev- hardcore football town, and and uh, uh, I know the success that you've had recently has really kind of uh, uh, put more bucks in the seats, I guess, for uh, no better. Uh, language than I have to explain that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, and you, you've nailed that. It's uh, We get really good crowds. We're pretty, we're really happy with the people that support Greyhound football. We got a lot of people that do. Our student body is, is, is just super down there. They're called the kennel, uh, you know, and, and at the end of the night, if everything comes out right, I mean, it's, it's a student body and player, and, and anybody who wants to celebrate with us at the Victory Bell, we got a Vagrami song that uh, chant that we sing that, that just kind of uh, summarizes our night of being victorious in our in our home field, and uh, we celebrate hard when we do it. If we went on the road, we celebrate in the locker room though, Dave. We don't do the Vagrami chant <laughs> on, uh, on somebody else's field. I don't I don't do that. I I'll go into their locker room out of everybody's sight, and we'll we'll hit it pretty hard in there. But you know. It's hard to win a high school football game. It takes a lot of work, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things to go right. So uh, trust me, I'm a pretty old guy. This is uh, season 38 for me. So uh, it's, when I get done, this will be. I think uh, we counted out. It was uh, something like, jeez, uh, something 347, 347 total games. Not as a head coach, but just as a high school coach. So. I've seen a lot of stuff. I've, I've been around a lot of football, and and uh, uh, enough to know that when you do win a high school game, we're, we're going to have a good time celebrating that night, no matter the score, no matter how we want it, because they're hard to earn, and uh, it's just they just are, and that's what that's what makes it a challenge. That makes high school football a beautiful thing. You know, I usually tell the kids, you only play somebody once for bragging rights, so you better you better do the right things when you're out there you may never see them until next year and then they got that on you for a whole year that stings a little
0: you know baseball Ma, better... is it's just all about doing the little things you know i mean just feel those ground balls that you should you don't have to make those spectacular plays just catch the pop-ups the fly balls and the ground balls and that's 70 percent of, of winning the game i think uh yeah. I, I think the basics in football are, are 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 maybe not as looked at everybody looks at those skill guys you know but it's all all the whole team doing the right thing well yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about you only got a few minutes left. Let's talk a little bit about the schedule. Who do you open up with?
1: Well, we got Fort Madison right away off the bat. Uh that'll be a, a great game and you know Derek, I know Derek Doherty coach Doherty quite well and a lot, a lot of guys on that staff. So we're we're no mystery to each other at this point. We're we're going to have a good hard-fought battle those last couple games. We've played, have gone down to the wire. You know I guess that leads me to believe that at this point uh, I would foresee the same thing happening again but you know you just never know when a high school season starts out we have never played them week one we've always played them uh, I think week nine so this <laughs> this will be a, a big change for both of us but um, I, I like it you know you're getting ready for a good opponent right off the bat
0: Well I'll tell you what uh, the last two years, those were two of the most exciting games uh, I watched all season was between those two yeah. games. It's, uh, it's,
1: I, I, would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that.
0: It's one of them, you know, rivalry. It's like a, a, a Fairfield, Washington kind of thing. You know, it's one of those long traditions and every, every everybody, all the fans and everybody looks forward to that. Well, uh, yeah. talk to me about some of the games on the season that you might got scheduled that, that uh, uh, might make a difference in the season.
1: Well, just to round out, and I won't get into a lot of details here, but the rest of our non-district games, you know, there, there are formal, there are, uh, sorry, not formal, but are there familiar faces. It's Washington, and Keokuk, then Mount Pleasant. So that rounds out the first four games of the year. And then, as you know, uh, we talked about this a while back when I was on your other podcast. We'll start our, we start out our uh, district play against North Scott Eldridge and turn around and play Clear Creek. And then we go to, then we're at, or play Clinton. Then we got to go to Oskaloosa. And then end up the season, uh, last game of the year, playing Xavier at Cedar Rapids. So I'm telling you, there, there's going to be a lot of hard smack and knock football that our boys are going to go through. I mean, they, they're they going to know what high school football is when those, when those weeks are done. That's for sure. Because they've got some really good opponents on their schedule. We're excited to play them all. They're all different. You know, some of them are at our place. Some of them are at their place. They're great venues where we go uh, and great fan bases. I think the schedule's conducive to having a lot of people travel from us to away games and having people come into our stadium from the other communities that are nearby. And and then even ones that don't, I think are going to like, they've heard about Bracewell and a lot of people just like to come down and see that stadium. It could be their one and only time, you know, they make a, a travel date and watch their their kids play us down there at Bracewell so yeah it's, it's exciting we're, wherever we're going to go there's going to be some fun crowds and big crowds and that's what makes high school football special.
0: Well we've been talking Burlington Greyhounds football with Coach Treckle. thanks for being with us coach.
1: Uh, I appreciate it Dave let reach out to me anytime you wish and we'll try to make something happen throughout the season uh, it's been my pleasure.
0: Well, we'll be calling you every time you win. So, so we'll probably, i probably be wearing the, the the dials out getting a hold of you. Uh, well, that would
1: be great. Yep.
0: Well, all right. Thanks for being with us.
1: All right. You, you too. Take care.